Hi guys, this is Vidas and Usha. Let's start episode 125 of Ask Vidas and Usha podcast. And this question was sent by Peter. He writes, uh, quick answer, lack of times and spending wasting time on other things and uh, lack of willpower. Uh, he writes further, and I think I need to improve my sight reading if I'm going to improve my overall organ playing. Also, I hate most modern organ music. On this subject, uh, it might be interesting if you could explain in one of your blogs what anybody sees in sour-sounding, discordant modern music. You know, the kind of mean where you are not sure if the player is making lots of wrong notes or is this what it is supposed to sound like. Many high-competent professionals like this like this kind of music, but why? One such person said to me, it's probably more satisfying to play than to listen to. In that case, why play it uh, to an audience? Never said, well, I like it and I'm going to play what I like. He meant in a recital. Is it any wonder that the organ is right at the bottom of the pile in popularity with the general public? Where I live, if we get an audience of 40 to a recital, that's very good. Usually it's 20 or under. The idea is dying on its feet and a lot of it has to do with the kind of music people play as well as the way in which they play it. There is another topic for discussion. How is it that some people can play all their pieces absolutely accurately and the performance is dull and boring and someone else plays with a few mistakes but it's exciting and attractive. Music certainly is fascinating as a subject. I think you may agree with me that the basic purpose of music, any music, is to create emotion in the mind of a listener. But if that emotion is one of irritation, annoyance and unpleasantness, why would anyone want to repeat the experience? It makes no sense. It's a complex question, right, Well, Osha? yes, very broad one. In general, I think uh, uh, Peter struggles with uh, modern music uh, comprehension, probably, and uh, discovering the beauty of it. Yes, that's you know, a tricky question to answer, because the term modern music is so broad. There are so different types of music in, in, in this modern organ music. There is no longer a mainstream. Yes, that's right. So it's very hard to describe, you know. But 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 I guess, you know, with the modern music, a problem is probably too many dissonances. Dissonances which people don't know how to handle in their yes. mind. They don't know what they mean. They don't feel the resolution of the dissonances. Or maybe composers don't resolve them yes. anymore. And of course, you no know, another trouble with modern music that you know, some of it actually just lost the form of it. And it's very hard to listen sometimes to a music which has no shape. Not like you no know, sonata form where you have like two two subject, main subjects, you know, when 
another subject and when you have all that exposition and when you have the remodeling themes and then after that in reprise we come back and uh, when you have you know like clear subject you can refer to it all the time even in fugue I don't think very many listeners appreciate fugue so much but still because you have you know a subject and it appears over and over again it makes you know fugue bearable to listener <laughs> good good uh, uh term making fugue bearable well <laughs> okay and you know it, even listen Bach's art of fugue it's a hard work of course and you can you know the more appreciate the <coughs> such type of music the better you know it so you know if you go to a concert where you know that the modern music will be on the program I suggest you you know, to do some research yourself, if you want really to appreciate it. Maybe, you know, to find a score, or, you know, to listen to a recording on a YouTube, if that's possible. Or at least, you know, maybe you will find a story how that piece was written. Because sometimes uh, understanding what the composer felt at that particular moment of this particular composition may, you know light it in another you know, light and you may understand it better and uh, sometimes it's a problem of communication right performers don't uh, make an effort to introduce the music uh, to the audience either in spoken form or in text uh, as program notes so uh, less experienced uh, concert goers don't know what to think during such a dissonant performance. Yes, and I think another problem is that so much music is written already that, you know, new composers, we try to do something differently, but actually it's, you know, hard to find something different and do something differently because, I, as I said, you know, there were 700 of years of organ music, so it's very hard to find something new. So sometimes we want to do it as horrible as possible to make it sound new. I think uh, originality is uh, is a complex question. Everyone wants to be original, but uh, everything was created before, right? We just repeat the history in a new way, perhaps. So the best way to be original actually is to combine old things several things, not one, but several things in a new and uh, uh, unexpected way, and then you will be original. Well, I don't know, composers did that time after time in the history, if you would look back. It's sort of, for example, like romantic composers, we, you know, got inspiration not from classical music that was just before, you know, romantic period, but from the Baroque period. And what the classicals did, they, you know, found their inspiration not in Baroque music, but in a Renaissance music, which was pre-Baroque pre mm -hmm. period. So, and we took some things of those old times and put some new ideas into them. And it worked fairly nicely. 
and I think um, people like Peter could benefit from sight reading modern music more. Uh, literally uh, taking it apart and looking at the scores and seeing how it's put together helps uh, to appreciate it when you hear it. He wrote that uh, that somebody somebody he know he knows said that it's probably more uh, more pleasant uh, to play than to listen to it, right? So which means that he needs to play it more, just uh, simply. Yes. And then he will be able to appreciate modern music too. I'm not saying he should uh, go on modern music diet oh, no, for a month, but not. but just to be. Um, to, to to include some some pieces in your site reading menu would yes, be helpful. Yes, and another thing I think you know that uh, no organists who perform only modern music make a large mistake. I think we are losing audience because if you want to play modern music, it's okay, but you have to keep a right proportion. And for example, if you are planning a recital, I would and it's an hour long, for example, I would suggest that your modern music wouldn't take more than 10, well, at the most 15 minutes of entire recital. Mm-hmm. And don't play it at the beginning, because audience will leave right away. You know, it's a another very complex question for people who choose to um, voluntarily uh, play only modern music in their repertoire. Uh, for example, my friends uh, um, James D. Hicks and Carson Kuman, they are known to to perform only pieces that are created recently. James D. Hicks is playing all over the world um, music from the Nordic countries and um, Carson Kuman is is a champion for avant-garde music and and modern music in general. So you could actually build a brand for yourself of being the one who performs such a music. And I don't think that they worry about uh, losing audience uh, who don't like such music, right? Because it's simply not for them. Don't don't you think, Osha? Well, yes and no. It depends on your goals. If you want to please everyone, then then of course playing only modern music doesn't help. But what about pleasing yourself? For example, I could not just play modern music. That's why you don't play modern music. I only. know. Although I like modern music mm-hmm. and I have played it you know, quite a lot, actually. But then imagine a situation when... When a person only plays uh, music of uh, dead perf- uh, composers, not only dead performance composers, but uh, who who lived uh, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, three or 400 years ago, if everybody would play this, then advancement of organ art would uh, would be on a minimal scale. Probably the creativity would would diminish in general in organ world. Because we would be repeating only museum-like performances. <laughs> you know, I I don't think it would be a huge huge disadvantage for organ music if no of the new pieces would be written starting from this day on, because there are so many masterpieces written already. But you know, you wouldn't be able to play 
all of them in your entire life, even if you would live for like 200 years long. This is true. But what about uh, for for a composer who, who feels a, a, a need to create something, to let it out to the world? Uh, what about them? Well... That's a tricky question. You got me. So, uh, what I meant is... Uh, everybody needs to be creative in, in some way, probably uh, to spend our days not only in uh, consuming uh, things, but also creating things. Performing music is one of the uh, ways we consume music. And creating music either in written form or in uh, improvised form is one of the creative endeavors. So you could create actually stylistically old-fashioned music if you like it, right? It doesn't uh, diminish your own uh, creativity if you like this particular style. But I think uh, people who create sooner or later become a little bit dissatisfied with repeating old styles. They want to create something which have never been created before. You know, nowadays there are so many composers that I think you will get lucky if after you compose a piece, somebody actually will perform it. You don't get much chance of that. Knowing how, you know, how competitive this field is. Oh, this is another question, uh, probably too broad to answer today, but uh, for for this global world where, when everybody can create and everybody can share and uh, and m- many people are c- doing this so it's getting uh, more crowded every day right this this global world of music uh, so then the only way to get noticed is to actually to to stand out to uh, not follow where everybody else is going but to lead, to, to do your own thing, to, to, to find your own voice. And what I could suggest, you know, for Peter, for example, if he decided to play some modern organ music, choose that modern organ music which was composed by organist composers. Because actually we know how to treat instrument well. Yes. Because I have, you know, seen many organ compositions that were composed not by you know, composers, organists, and we were just disasters because you can find things that it's pos- impossible to play well on the organ and it sounds bad. But, you know, organists, composers, that's another thing. We know how to treat instrument well. What would be the one composer y- you think would sound uh, uh, perhaps... Uh, satisfactory enough uh, for Peter, for starters. Peter Rebben, maybe. Peter Rebben? Yes. Not too challenging, not too dissonant? Well... He is dissonant. He is dissonant, but but he knows how to treat organ. What about uh, Turnemir? Yes, too. That's I'm, another uh, option. I'm sight reading now uh, every day from his cycle, uh, Lord Mystique. And uh, I find that some of his meditations are quite um, simple in structure and very modal and therefore sound quite sweet. 
So a lot of French composers also do that model, sweet writing, which you might find helpful too. Thank you guys, this was very interesting. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. This was Vidas. And Osha. And remember when you practice. Miracles happen.